Counter Church, praise the Lord. Uh, we are finishing up the uh, second portion of uh, uh, Lesson 27 from the 14th chapter of Romans uh, from the uh, series Engaging God's Word, uh, the, the book uh, Romans and uh, Engaging God's Word. We're almost done with this and uh, we will be uh, starting Galatians as soon as we finish uh, Romans. If you still need a uh, Galatians book, let me know. I can get you one ordered. Uh, it only takes a couple days to get here, so uh, it's, it's no, no uh, hard thing to do. But uh, just let me know if you, if you need a book. Amen. And uh, we are near the uh, end of the lesson. Uh, we, I believe we uh, finished up. I mean, uh, we did up to uh, question nine. Was it question nine? I believe so. Where, where it deals with sensitivity to others. Amen. We've been talking about uh, uh, stumbling blocks and uh, offenses and, and, uh, and, and things like that. And uh, judging and conde condemning. Amen. Uh, Paul is uh, laying some really good guidelines uh, for just living. I mean, you know, you know, uh, if you're not a Christian, you can live by these principles and have a peace in your life uh, to a certain point. I mean, there's only there's a peace that only Christ can give. But uh, if you're talking about a worldly kind of peace, you can have a worldly kind of peace uh, by following biblical principles because it considers the other person and it uh, takes into account their sensitivities and, and uh, the things that may upset them or cause them to stumble. Amen. But uh, we are Christians. Uh, we believe in Christ. We believe in the Word of God. And, you know, uh, I uh, marvel at people that say, I believe in God or I believe in Jesus, but I'm not sure about all that stuff in the Bible. Uh, They'll say things like, uh, you know, th 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 that Bible was written uh, th thousands of years, 2,000 years ago or, or more. And, uh, you know, I believe in God, but I don't know about the Word. Well, if God is, if God, is God, can't He, uh, and God's all-powerful, by the way, mm -hmm. can't He control His own Word to make sure that, uh, that the world can hear the truth? That the world can be saved by uh, the word of God, so so how can you how can you believe in God and doubt uh, his his ability to make sure that uh, you get uh, the the proper message of salvation? Amen, amen. God is all powerful, and I believe that in the pages of the book. Now there's differences in translations and. You know, people have different opinions and stuff, but I believe that the uh, the original written word of God by the by the uh, prophets prophets and the apostles was the the word of God as He intended it. Now I know that sometimes men try to change things and stuff, but you know, if you study the word of God, you'll you'll know the difference. Amen. That's why we're here to to get more of the word of God, to get more understanding about the God that we serve. Amen. Amen. There's no, there's no other way for me. Amen. I, 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 I got my sights set on heaven. Amen. Uh, I, I'm locked in. I got my radar locked in on heaven. Amen. I don't want anything to turn, to turn me to the left or turn me to the right. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think it would be good to pick up at uh, Romans chapter 14 verse 20 and uh, we'll read uh, all the way to verse 23 and for a little bit of refresher on what we're covering tonight amen uh, well we can read uh, verse 19 uh, just to get it all in let's read together the word of God says so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God everything is indeed clean but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. 
It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Praise the Lord. Amen. Question 9 says, from verse 20, what turns something that is clean into something that is evil? Amen. What turns something that is clean, and uh, the the main context here is food, but uh, I'm sure that uh, there's a principle here that can include other things. Amen. Other uh, related uh, kind of things in life. Amen. That would cause, you know, there might be something that's not food, but it's something that could cause someone to stumble or, or some something like that. Uh, so, uh, does anybody? Uh, well, Lath, you look like you're ready to go. Anybody uh, got a different uh, take on that or uh, phrase it differently? I, I, I uh, just, it, it's pretty simple. Acting against one's conscience and causing others to stumble. That's the basic premise of verse 20. Uh, when, you know, um, like if, if uh, you're okay with eating bacon, but you're, you know your brother's not, and you're saying, come on, man. We're, we're not under the law anymore, and, and which is true. Neither one of us is under law anymore. But you, you, you kind of push the person, you know, uh, to eat. And so, okay, so, so they believe you, or a little bit, and, you know, or just to get you to shut up, they take that piece of bacon and eat it. Uh, but inwardly, they're, they're convicted and because they're not clear. They haven't received full revelation that eating bacon is okay. And, and so you can cause someone to stumble that way. Amen. So, uh, you know, if they don't want it, don't push it on them. Now, I don't know about you, but I came from down south. And when you go to visit somebody's house, they pull out, start pulling out food. Say, come on, come on. Uh, well, I just ate over uh, Uncle Billy's house. Uh, come on, you, you, you got room for more. And, and then they'll make you a plate and sit it in front of you and you you feel obligated to eat, you know, and you know you're going to offend them if you don't. So, you know, you do your best to try to fit in. But uh, let's, you know, be uh, uh, aware of other people's convictions and, and things that are going on. Let's go on to verse 10. Uh, part A says, what verses from Romans 14, 13 to 20 make the same point that Paul makes in verse 21? Go ahead, Sister Elizabeth. I wrote uh, 13, 15, and 19. Good. Anybody else got something? To... I kind of, I kind of looked at it as all of them collectively, uh, you know, to keep everything coherent and, and flowing, J- just the whole portion is really reiterated uh, in verse 21. Absolutely. And uh, in the verse, uh, let me read that. Uh, no, I don't want to read the whole thing. That take a lot of time, but uh, anybody uh, got something different or uh, need clarification or? All right, let's go on to B. Why do you think Paul is so repetitive? Now, if you notice, a lot of he repeats himself uh, and, and does so in some of the other epistles and stuff. Sometimes he gets repetitive. There's a good reason for it. Sister Elizabeth? Um, 
I believe that Paul is as repetitive as he is is because he he keeps rewording it so that people can understand it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to understand the you know the same lesson taught the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, different people need to learn things differently. And while I might be able to say to you that you know the sky is blue because X Y Z, and you would understand that because I'm using science you know scientific terms, and you understand that, right. somebody else isn't going to understand those terms that I'm using. So you have to be able to reword it and rephrase it in a way that is more receptive to different people because everybody's brains work differently and they process information differently. Right. So I, I think that was, he had an understanding of that and he kept rewording the same information for yeah. that specific reason because if you don't get it in, you know, maybe Romans 5, you're going to get it in Romans 12 because right. of how he reworded it. Yeah, and, and it uses sometimes different terminology, different words to say the same thing. And also, uh, yeah, go ahead, brother. us to get it. Uh-huh. He, he says it once and he says it again. I want my people to get it. Right. It's what God's saying and, and he repeats it. Right. And, uh, and, and that's a biblical principle. Remember uh, certain things like, like Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, if a man uh, uh, you know, is not born again, he should not see the kingdom of God. He says, verily, verily. He repeats because of the importance uh, he's trying to make a point. He's uh, sometimes, uh, you know, that, that's we probably even do that ourselves, you know, in certain uh, situations to drive home the point that, the, hey, this is really important. Amen. I uh, I wrote uh, repetitions of mother lear- of learning. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we have to hear it a few times before it it, it gets into the cranium. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So uh, verse 11 says, how far should we go to avoid causing someone else to stumble? It says, reread verse 19. And uh, can you put uh, verse 19 up there again? And uh, we will reread while they're getting that uh, There we go. Verse 19. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Amen. So uh, we're looking for peace. We're looking for mutual upbuilding. This is mutual upbuilding, what edifies both of us, not just one of us. Amen. Peace. Peace between us. Uh, peace with our conscience. Peace with the Spirit of God. Amen. Peace with the Father Himself. Amen. So based on that, uh, should we, how far should we go to avoid causing someone else to stumble? Brother Leif? Uh, they, they should uh, think that may for peace. Yeah, so pursuing peace, basically. Uh, Sister Elizabeth? Um, so it said to reword the verse. So when I was thinking on it, this is what I got out of yeah. it as I was thinking on it. Amen. Um, we should do whatever it takes so long as it does not affect our own salvation. And when I say affect our own salvation, I mean like a negative impact. So, so long as it's not causing us to stumble, we should right. pursue whatever it takes in order to lead towards growth for our fellow Christians. Because at the end of the day, that's part of evangelism. Mm-hmm. And that is the end goal. To save as many souls as possible. You know, fishers okay. of men and whatnot. Let me, let me throw something else at you. Have mm-hmm. uh, you heard the phrase, go along to get along? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, sometimes in social situations, sometimes we might go along to get along. You know, just hold your... Hold your peace just to keep the, the whole thing from blowing up. Or, or, uh, or m- maybe you don't like uh, chocolate milkshake and everybody else mm-hmm. uh, uh, wants a chocolate milkshake. And you say, well, can we just get one vanilla? You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and there's just nothing going. It's either one or the other. And, and you'll uh, eat, uh, drink that chocolate milkshake 
just to keep peace in the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I have heard about, you know, going along to get along, but also let me raise you. If you don't stand for something, you're going to yeah. fall for anything. Right. So you have to make sure that while you're walking that fine line <laughs> that you're not compromising your own moral standing right. in order to uplift somebody else. Because it's very easy to, mm-hmm. s- you know, try to lift a person and try to help them with their growth and somehow end up accidentally letting yourself suffer to such a point where mm-hmm. your faith is failing you because yeah. you're so focused on somebody else's salvation, which is not a bad thing. But you're so focused on their salvation that you forget about your own. Mm-hmm. And while you're encouraging them to have this amazing relationship with God, yours is starting to slip and fall. Right. So, so we're seeking for what? Balance. 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 Amen. We've got to balance our convictions with their convictions and try not to step on theirs and try not to compromise our own. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Brother Bob, you got anything to opine? You thought I'd never ask. Tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, fear to whom fear is due, honor to whom honor is due. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that is loveth another has fulfilled the law. Somebody comes to the house, uh, they are invited and to refuse to sit down and partake uh, if the family is eating. Mm -hmm. It's a great dishonor. Right. So you sit down (laughs) and you do honor to the family and the whole household (laughs) by sitting down and partaking and eating dinner with them. So it's more than just Southern folks. Exactly. (laughs) Amen. And, uh, it, and <laughs> right, and sister, sister Jalis, you you might attest to that. Maybe in some of the cultures, yeah. from where you're, it's a dishonor to to refuse uh, their hospitality. Uh-huh. Right. I know uh, when I went to the Philippines, they were always feeding us. They'd set stuff down, and I just eat it. I didn't ask, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't ask what it was. I okay, <laughs> I, I, I prayed over it, and that's all. That was all I needed. Amen, <laughs> amen. But it was it was all good though. Uh, I I enjoy different cultures. I I, I love different kinds of foods and. Uh, so, hey man, it was it was a good experience, uh, brother Bob. Uh, I, I'd like to mention brother Felix, brother Felix Garcia, who was the uh, missionary secretary uh, for the Church of Bible Prophecy. Uh, he went to all kinds of different countries with all kinds of different customs, and but he did just like Paul did. Mm-hmm. Whatever was set before him. Times it didn't always, you know, the prayer didn't help. <laughs> uh, you say, well, how? Well, I know for a fact because he stood before the General Assembly and testified about sitting down a meal and drinking the water that was there. Well, those the people were used to that water. Yeah. But he drank of it <laughs> and he was sick for two or three days. <laughs> but he was willing to be like Paul. Paul right. said, you know, I become <laughs> all things to all men that I may win some. Amen. Praise the Lord. He died very young, by the way. I mentioned that fact. He was, I don't know if he was 70. Hmm. He died in his 60s. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to think that was old until I hit 60 myself. And <laughs> 60 is not that, not that old at all, you know. My, 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 compared to Methuselah, you know, I, I'm still an infant, you know. 
<laughs> right. The next section is uh, Romans 14, 22 to 23. Faith-based behavior. Question 12 says, what is to be kept between ourselves and God? Yeah, we can read the 22 to 22 and 23. The faith that you, you have, have keep between, between yourself, yourself and, and God. God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatsoever does not proceed from faith is sin. Amen. So uh, what is to be kept between you and God? Now this is a, a situation where uh, you're with uh, maybe weak Christians in the faith, and you know you're uh, you, you have the opportunity to to eat uh, maybe a chicken that came from a pagan temple. You don't you don't see anything wrong with it, but the people you know you're eating with might, so you may not want to mention that or something or or whatever. Uh, go ahead, brother Ernie. Well, sometimes brothers and sisters in Israel, sometimes when people have these beliefs about eating and not eating, mm -hmm. I remember when I was a young kid down in Alabama, um, my aunt and uncle had a farm, and I actually got a chance to go out and slop the hogs. Yeah. And I had a distaste for bacon <laughs> for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've uh, helped do that before, and uh, it's a powerful smell, uh, <laughs> a pig pen. I mean, uh, you can be downwind of, of a pig pen uh, quite a distance, and you can still smell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what is to be kept between ourselves and God? Uh, Sister Elizabeth? I wrote our judgment on things that aren't outlined in scripture as being good or bad. Um, meaning, I would guess, kind of like the, the pork issue that he brought up. Mm -hmm. if, if there's nothing in scripture, you know, that as it relates to Christ that says that you can't have a piece of bacon with your breakfast and you don't think it's a big deal, somebody else does think it's a big deal and they think it's ungodly, you mm -hmm. don't need to sit there and shun them and tell them, you know what, you're silly for thinking that. You really should think differently. Just yeah. keep it to yourself. You can think that they're silly all you want, but that doesn't mean you got to call them on it. They're mm -hmm. not hurting anybody by having a conviction of I shouldn't eat bacon because to me that's, you know, not something that God would like. If they yeah. feel that in their soul, they're convicted for that, it's valid. Yeah. Leave them be. They're not hurting anybody by having that conviction. Keep your mm -hmm. judgments to yourself. Right. Be considerate. Amen. I got uh, personal convictions relating to disputable matters, and uh, so we keep our keep the personal convictions. You know, there's some things that are uh, you don't really have to. It's not disputable. You know, uh, lying, cheating, and stealing. That's that's not disputable. You know, uh, but there, are, you know, music and church maybe one. Some people don't believe in, in musical instruments. You know. Yeah, some of the Church of Christ uh, churches, they have, all, it's all a cappello. Now, I don't, uh, if you ever listen to them sing, it's, it's, it's a really good experience. Hey, but, you know, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with having a music, musical instruments in church. You know, it's, I think it's biblical. I, 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 you know, you, you got a solid Bible for it, but everybody doesn't see it that way. So, you know, why make an issue of it, you know? Some, some people believe in unconditional eternal security. Other people believe that you're stepping on eggshells and one little, one little wrong move and you're going to hell, you know. You, you can cause big, uh, big kerfuffles uh, by, uh, you know, crossing swords with people over stuff like that. Uh, I, I remember, you know, not too long after the Internet came out, came out and, and these little chat groups uh, started opening up, and, and people, 
people would like to debate things, and especially on some of the religious websites, you know, debate things. And man, I've gotten some uh, pretty heated uh, uh, arguments with people online and uh, started getting convicted over it. You know, the Holy Spirit started talking to me. Hey, I was, man, I was, I was slicing and dicing, you know. I was, I, I was going for the, uh, for, for the jugular, amen, <laughs> you know. But I started being convicted over it. And uh, this is why. You know, I, I was uh, crossing people's convictions and, and, and causing the disturbance, causing dissension, causing, you know, friction and, and uh with within the body of Christ, you know, I was doing this with other Christians, and I, and, and I, I, I finally got the message. You know, I got several inches of uh, uh, cranium skull there, and uh, sometimes it takes a while for the Holy Spirit to to, <laughs> to get it in there. You know, <laughs> Amen. But uh, Amen. When you're causing problems within the body of Christ, uh, you should be convicted. Amen. And now, now this, there are times. When, when truth matters, when, when you know, it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's, an, uh, it's an issue that, uh, you know, you can't uh, compromise at all on, you know, uh, salvation. It's only by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Uh, there's, there's no salvation in Buddha. There's no salvation in Muhammad. There's no salvation in, in any other except Jesus Christ. Amen. There's some things we can't compromise on and we can't take it lying down. But there's a lot, like I said last week, there's a lot of peripheral issues around the core issues that we can just let go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody got something? Yeah, go ahead, Brother Ernie. About five years ago, I was invited out to Texas to, to a candidate for a church. They needed a pastor there. Mm -hmm. I grabbed my wife and my dogs and headed out there. And one of the elders met us when we got there and we went to dinner took me over to the church, and we walked inside. He says, you notice, Pastor, we don't have any drums or guitars. I'm going, uh-oh. <laughs> he says, we don't believe that the Lord likes drums and guitars. We only use the piano and two songs out of our boot songbook. Can you live with that? And I said, probably not as happily. But <laughs> it was just a different group of people out there. Yeah. They, they would only use the King James Bible. And I like the King James, but anyway, yeah. and uh, no musical instruments, which is a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brother Bob. Brother Dave, I haven't had uh, many experiences, but I did have one where I went to a customer. As many of you know, I install doors for a living. The family happened to be from India. Mm -hmm. And I was informed that I was going to eat with them. <laughs> and uh, Non-negotiable, huh? It was non-negotiable, but uh, having some, some little bit of the same kind of uh, upbringing as they do, uh, I never even flinched. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what was going to be set before me to eat. And uh, thank God it was all delicious and I scoffed it all down. Amen. And I did honor to their table. Now, uh, here's another uh, thing: uh, holidays. Now, most most Christians uh, celebrate Christmas, Easter, uh, different ones. But you know, there's some some Christians that don't celebrate holidays. You know, yes. and they don't want you to say Merry Christmas to them. <laughs> or, yeah. Now, uh, I don't see a problem with them. Amen. But some people do. And so, you know, if you know, just try to be sensitive, you know. Yes. Amen. Did you have a holiday special or mm -hmm. Halloween and things like that? People get really upset like that. Yeah. Uh, like Silent Easter Resurrection Service. And I get why they do it. Yeah. Sister Pat? I saw something on the news, and it made me think of something. Um, there 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what would most people say? Yeah. <laughs> so get a helmet. You know, life is tough. But, you know, he must have had some Christian upbringing uh, to, to be sensitive to someone else's feelings, you know. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome story. Amen. Uh, a lot of people are sensitive uh, to modes of dress, you know. You know, uh, Sister Pat's told a story about uh, going to church with pants on before and uh, and uh, being turned away. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it happens, and uh, Sister Elizabeth. The, the, the dress code one, that's a big hot button issue I've noticed mm -hmm. from church to church. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I don't mind if I'm going to visit a church and they say, hey, listen, we dress to the nines. This is, we like to put on our prettiest dresses and the women's wear yeah. nice shoes and dresses and they do their hair and they wear some makeup. I will go all out. You want me to look to the nines? I'll do it. If you say jeans and t-shirts, awesome. I got you. Like, either way, it doesn't matter to me. I'm a very go-with-the-flow type of person. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm, I'm going to do what they want. But I've noticed that so many people take personal offense to this. They're like, what do you mm -hmm. mean I can't come in your church if I'm not wearing a dress? That's ridiculous. You need to accommodate me. And it's like, but this is the way that this church has been doing this mm -hmm. for decades. And really, is it that hard for you to just dress up a little bit for mm -hmm. like a day for a couple hours and for me this is kind of that's really like what Paul was talking about right so for like if another person at another if a, if a church thinks that you have to dress a certain way you know and that's part of their practice and for them that's a conviction when you look at them and tell them that they're being silly you're telling them that their convictions are silly and you're going to discourage them and you're gonna cause them to stumble <laughs> because you're calling them out on something that is a non-issue yeah. Just leave them be. They're not hurting anybody. Either go with it or don't attend. Mm -hmm. But keep your negativity to yourself. That's not something you need yeah. to waste. I remember uh, uh, when I was a youth pastor many years ago, uh, when uh, we, we had uh, services on Friday nights, and I figured, hey, it's just kids. And, and it was one of those churches we dressed to the nines, you know, every service. I said, it's just kids. It can be casual Friday. And the, the pastor took me aside and said, you need to wear a tie when you're ministering. And you know what? Uh, I didn't take offense to it. That, that was the standing house rules. You know, I was, I, I was kind of new there, so I didn't really get, get it all yet. But I didn't take offense to it. I put a tie on next time and uh, kept on going. Uh, amen. So, uh, Go ahead, go ahead, Brother Ernie. A uh, couple years back, I had a Messianic Jewish group uh, meet in my church basement on Saturdays for about six months. Oh. And they would come in there and uh, different foods. They'd bring all the Jewish foods in and the mm -hmm. different aspects of that tradition. And I opened prayer the first night, and I got through prayer. I said, in the name of Jesus, I got corrected. Because, because you, yes, you are. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they were very, very strict on that. Yeah. You could not use our Lord's name. You couldn't say Jesus yeah. in their gathering, which is okay because yeah. they're good folks. But they really were into the tradition of all the Jewish names, mm -hmm. all the Jewish foods and all that. Yeah, and I've heard of groups. Uh, they're real particular on the pron pronunciation of Yeshua. Yeah. It's Yeshua or Yeshua. You know, yeah. it makes a difference to some people. Call the ministers' 
every Sunday, they sung this song for about 45 minutes. It was called Neighbors and Grace. Every time <laughs> the preacher got ready to preach, they would stand up and say, and now it's time for the great hymn of the church. Great if it's lively, but it sounded like a funeral dirge. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so it was just dragged it out and drawn out. And it just happened that Sunday that the, the choir was singing really, really well. And I leaned over to uh, the minister. I was sitting there for the pastor and one of the ministers. And I said, hey, do you mind if I just go on up while the spirit is moving? You don't have, they don't have to go to the ladies of grace. And he said, he looked at me and he said, what's wrong? You don't like the ladies of grace? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, no, it's not that I don't like the ladies of grace. But the spirit is already moving. I just want to go ahead while everybody's engaged. And uh, he said, okay, then. So when we finished, I was going to get up. He gets up. He said, well, don't you want me to introduce you? I said, sure. So he gets up. He says, Reverend Barry, he's going to preach to us. But first, we're going to sing a verse of Amazing Grace. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm looking at him. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> but you know what? I got up like nothing happened. And I, I preached with a smile on my face <laughs> because I realized that meant something to him. Right. And, and as I get older, those things that I thought didn't have that much value, sometimes they mean something to me. Yeah. They were just at a different place in life. Right. And exactly. And so it didn't mean the same. And that's what we have to realize sometimes with people. It means a lot to them, but that's because they had a different place in life than you. Amen. You have to understand that. Now, if you've ever listened to talk radio or uh, cable news, especially the political channels, what we're talking about tonight is kind of foreign. Mm -hmm. Because in the pol political arena, you know, every time you can s slug the other side and, and get a good one in on them, you know, that, that's, that's fair game. That's Amen. But we'll see, we're not in the political realm. We're in the spiritual realm uh, of God. And uh, so sometimes taking one for the team is, 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 is the due course that we should take. Amen. Sometimes just biting a hole in your lip and, uh, and uh, you know, sit there and bleed in silence. Amen. <laughs> is the best thing to do. Amen. <laughs> Sister Elizabeth. I was just going to kind of just piggyback off of what you were saying. Mm -hmm. I was going to say true maturity is learning that sometimes no response is the best response. Mm -hmm. Right. You, there is a certain level of maturity, be it in life or in your spirituality, where you just realize that I really don't need to say <laughs> anything in this moment. Even if somebody is drastically wrong, if you know they're just terribly, terribly wrong, but you know that they're not going to see the reason. <laughs> Why are you sitting there arguing with them? You might as well argue with the brick wall at that point. Right. <laughs> Let them figure it out. It, it'll come through to them eventually, but you're wasting your time. <laughs> so sometimes just <laughs> no answer is the best answer, and you just kind of got to let things roll off of you and move on. <laughs> Amen. Now, that's hard to do if, you're, if you have the personality type that you have to get the last word in, you know. And uh, I'm kind of like that. My wife will tell me to shut up, and I'll say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> but I got the last word in. <laughs> no, but uh, sometimes just uh, letting the other person get the last word in just to maintain the peace is, is good. You know? <laughs> uh, question 13 says, in what way can things we approve condemn us? What, uh, what way can uh, the things we approve of condemn, condemn our own selves? Brother Leith? We doubt. Yeah, when you do something in doubt. Uh, like if you do something that you believe is wrong just to placate somebody else, just to you know, get them to shut up and leave you alone from, you know, and, but you do it anyway against your conscience. You know, what, what, what's the rest of the night going to be like? You know, you, you're just going to be sitting there sweating bullets on the inside, you know, fighting and wrestling with your conscience. 
you know, that, that's, that's not a good place to be. Amen. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that, and that's that's the basic essence of, of of what the scripture's saying. If you if you if you're in doubt, don't do it. You know, don't eat it, don't drink it. Uh, uh, you know, don't wear it. Don't uh, you know, whatever you know, whatever it would be. Amen. Also, for the sometimes some of the stuff we approve that we know is right, we care more about being right than hindering somebody else's walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a fellow, he wasn't very godly, but the re he didn't drink. And the reason he, he didn't drink, his grandfather didn't drink, was because he went to uh, seminary. And he was going to seminary, and he drunk something. Mm. And this guy that was an alcoholic saw it, and started drinking, and so he never drank. Right. Again, people, you never know what are people's reasons for doing things and mm -hmm. things like that. Don't feel that your need to be right is so important that you hinder somebody else's walk with Christ. Uh, if if that's a non right. for them, then don't bring it up. Mm -hmm. Talk about Jesus. There's plenty of it's 66 books in the Bible. Yeah. There's a plethora of information out there that you can talk about instead of sitting there debating on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of things that we fight and, uh, and fuss over in, in the church that when we get to heaven, we're going to find out we were both wrong. You, know? <laughs> you might get there and say, Calvinism's not right and Arminianism is not right either. You know, <laughs> you know or... Uh, or uh, Pre-trib may not be right, or post-trib rapture may not be right. You know, it, it might be a mid-trib rapture that it actually happens. Who knows? You know, uh, there's a lot of things uh, that, uh, you know, we can agree to disagree on and, and let it go. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and instead of just saying, I'm going to love you, you're my sister, and you're my brother, and we'll just agree to disagree, and we'll, as long as we agree on the main tenets, we're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've heard many stories of church splits or people getting huffed up and leaving a church because of an issue, and, you know, they just could have let it alone and, and stayed part of the church family and, and just, uh, you know live life uh, under their own conviction between them and God and, and still had peace and harmony uh, with the body of believers they've, you know, attended for for a while, you know. Um, you know. I think sometimes we try to just be picky when, when, when a pastor is, is taking care of the church. Sometimes I think it's better to just go back to congregation for that next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance if you ask somebody for an opinion, you're going to get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're supposed to line up with their. Uh Yeah, and uh, to, to be honest, to be transparent, uh, I've done the same thing. 
I, you know, I left the church one time over uh, something silly. I was young in the Lord and, and hadn't, you know, I'm still wet behind the ears and still uh, green as a, uh, a willow, uh, a willow limb. Uh, but, uh, you know, I learned over time, you know, maybe I should have just <laughs> sit down and shut up, you know. <laughs> but you live and learn. Sometimes uh, you, you do stupid things like that and then you figure it out later that you, you weren't uh, in the right spirit. Amen. Brother Ernie. Just down the road from my little church was a, a, a biker's clubhouse. Mm -hmm. They were the devil disciples. They <laughs> still are. But I actually agreed <laughs> to do a funeral for them because it was the vice president's, president's fiance. Oh. She died of cancer. So I did the funeral. And another biker friend of mine said something as well at the funeral. So a few days later, there was about 300 of them squeezed into the church. A few days later, he came to me and says, hey, they want me to be the chaplain for the whole United States. Him. And I, mm. I says, are you willing to be a chaplain? Well, what do you mean? I says, you can't be an outlaw biker and be a chaplain. Yeah. <laughs> I says, you've got to be willing to pray with them, to tell them that Jesus loves them, but then to show them in your lifestyle that you're willing to follow the Lord. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Well, <laughs> too bad. Don't do it. <laughs> Amen. So there's a lot of things involved in, in, in the Christian walk. Amen. Question 14, uh, part A says, how would you paraphrase Paul's instructions to Christians with doubts? Uh, Sister Elizabeth? If you feel something is bad for you, stay away from it. I mean, it's really that simple. Mm -hmm. if, you, if something is in your heart, in your soul, your mind, however it be, that you feel something is wrong for you, stay away from it. It doesn't matter if the Bible outlines it necessarily as being wrong. If you feel that the Holy Spirit is telling you that you need to stay away from it, mm -hmm. just do it. And that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Follow along with it. Just do it. You might feel differently in a few years, but right now, there's yeah. a reason that you feel that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just honor your convictions because they come from the Lord. So mm -hmm. just you honor it, and they might change, and maybe they won't. But either way, just stick with it. Do it. It's what's best for you. Amen. And, that, uh, and I had the same thing Sister Pat had a minute ago. If you have doubts, don't do it. Amen. Social media, uh, and I, I, I put down some notes, uh, social media engagements. Uh, there, there, there are other human beings on the other side of that keyboard. Amen. And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of times that other person is a Christian, you know, so uh, you're not insulated from any repercussions or, or, uh, or a responsibility to God uh, just because you're punching keys on, on a phone or a computer somewhere and uh, other people are affected you know it I, I found out real quick you know uh, you know I was, I was gonna say because that's one of the ones that I have that's a good example because that's an example for me that's like a conviction that I feel mm -hmm. but it doesn't say in the Bible thou shall not argue on Facebook it don't, it, it's <laughs> right. not gonna say that it uh -huh. might, it's not in there anywhere but when people post things on social media or whatever, especially if it is biblically inaccurate and they are an atheist or somebody who's not practicing yeah. and they make a blanket statement or they take a verse completely out of context. Mm -hmm. As a Christian, especially if you're studying like theology and things like that and you're starting to learn about these things and you're very excited about this information that you have, yeah. you want to share it with them. But you have to be able to step back outside of that and realize, again, you're arguing with a brick wall. Yeah. So there's been, <laughs> I remember when it happened, I was messaging with someone and I could just, I just heard this voice, uh-uh, delete that. And I just, I deleted it all and I looked up and I said, you're right, Lord, <laughs> I'm done, turn my phone off, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because there's been many times I had it all typed out and the Holy Spirit said, don't do that. And I go, oh man, I spent all that time, I spent 15 minutes just making this 
I mean, it was razor sharp on both sides. And it was going to cut going in and cut coming out. I mean, and, and the Holy Spirit says, just delete it. And, oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, because we, when you're looking at a screen, it's like there's something on that screen that's wrong. And so I'm going to attack what I see on that screen. But the reality is there's a, there's a human being on the other side of that screen that wrote that. And now uh, it's, it's, a lot of people post things on their own page, you know, you know, more power to them. You know, it's another thing to come on your page and, and put some uh, very uh, either vulgar or, or uh, unscriptural things, or, you know, you know, you can play it by ear and, and do it in a nice way, but, uh, you know, you're not going to really correct anybody that's posting stuff on their own page and they got their mind made up, you know. Your behavior may be able to change their mind uh, in, the, in the way that you treat them, amen, but uh, trying to correct, correct everybody, you know, you, the person that won't use a signal on the, on the highway, and, you know, you, you try to alert them to the fact that they're not using the signal, you're not going to teach those people anything, amen. <laughs> You're better off just to keep driving and, and keep your cool. Amen. Brother Denny, uh, you started to... Yeah. 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 Nice warm car. <laughs> thing you could have done. situations like that the interrogative always helps mm -hmm. seek to understand yeah not to be understood most times you wouldn't have these arguments is when people said something you say well, what do you mean by that because most times they don't even know what they <laughs> yeah <mean by laughs> they just spouting off at the mouth and things like that and when they finish you can say thank you i saw something i'm not gonna call his name but he's a, a famous reform pastor and Israel's been attacked, and we're praying for Israel. Instead of just saying we, we, we're praying for Israel, 
he's got his peanut gallery on there talking about where are all those charismatic prophets now. They didn't see anything about this. And I said, you don't really see how immature you are. You care so much about attacking a charismatic or somebody who believes differently from mm-hmm. you that you take the, this tragic thing yeah. that somebody has <laughs> to make a point at it, and nobody's listening <laughs> to you. The person who's charismatic and believes in prophecy, they're not listening to you. What <laughs> purpose did you serve mm-hmm. but to have a bunch of people who already think what you think, amen you, and you feel better about yourself, <laughs> but people convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. And that's why what drives some people away from churches because Pentecostals and Charismatics attacking Reformed people. They ain't got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and Reformed people are talking about yeah, there's no more gifts and miracles. And they fighting one another over stuff. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, that he was raised on the first day? Do you believe all the stuff in the Apostle Creed? Cool. We good. Just <laughs> that other stuff, if you don't believe in it, yeah. keep to yourself. Right. You don't care. You're not going to convert <laughs> nobody like that. Right. You're not going to make nobody stop speaking in tongues, and they're not going to make you start speaking in tongues. That's up to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but I see this especially on Facebook and Twitter and, or X now and these things. You see these high-profile people because that's how they get all the likes and clicks. They just keep saying stuff to attack the other people right. so their amen corner can go on them. Like, I wonder do you know nobody's listening to you. And <laughs> I really respect some of the stuff you said, but now that's you just disgusted me. <laughs> These people over here dying, and they getting raped and pillaged and all this other stuff, and you choose this to make a talking point? <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. And, and, uh, and you famous. You should know better. Everybody looking at you as this great person. But when people are so caught up in themselves, they can't see the truth. Right. They just have the need to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in the United States, we have the right to free speech. We we don't have the right to be heard, you know. <laughs> you know, you have to you have the right to talk all you want, but I don't have to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Part B of uh, 14 says, how is his last word to them, verse 23, applicable to all Christians? And I believe it's talking about uh, uh, whatever is not of faith is sin. Uh, how, how does that apply to all Christians? Brother Leif? Whatever is not of faith is sin. Mm-hmm. So if you do something with doubt... You know, uh, I, don't re- I don't really believe in this, but I'll just go along with it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you're sinning against your own conscience. You know, yeah. Amen. Go ahead. Um, for that one, I wrote: If you are unsure or questioning, as a Christian, if something is wrong, is in the in the case I should preface of it not being outlined in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're questioning or unsure, um, accept it as wrong because these things cause divide between us and God. Because mm-hmm. if you're unsure of it in your mind, if you're unsure of whether God would, you know, frown upon this or see it as a sin, you're going to immediately start building up these blockades, like spiritual blockades between you and God, because you're going to be like. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm eating bacon, and God doesn't want me to eat bacon. He's not going to listen to me. That's another brick in that wall that's dividing me from God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a ham sandwich the other day. He's not happy about that. That's another brick. If yeah. you don't see it as threat, just don't do it. If James you think said, that it's an offensive thing to him, don't do it. Right. James said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Amen. Now, i, I got a question I want to throw in. What's the consequence of violating your own conscience over and over and over again? Yeah, you you can water down your own convictions to the point 
you fall into moral relativism, you know. Yeah, I, I feel you, like then you, you start were, saying my truth and your truth, yeah. and and uh, yeah. I, I feel like if you were just constantly going against what your conscience is telling you or your convictions or your, your morality mm -hmm. and you're constantly just doing the opposite of whatever it tells you, you're just eventually you're just going to be so comfortable with sin you're not going to be able to recognize it. Right. And then those things, you know, that started off as something small like, like a conviction over pork is going to all of a sudden turning into you having maybe a habit and this might seem extreme but it can literally happen this way. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, not acknowledging your conviction for pork could eventually lead you down a very slippery slope of a road where, you know, one day maybe you are looking at porn every day. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you figure, well, you know, I mean, that one wasn't a big deal, so I guess I can go ahead and have that uh, extramarital relationship. It's okay. God will forgive me. It's okay. Yeah. And I think like that's you just, the... You just stop seeing things in an objective manner just because you're, you're gaslighting yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you yeah. don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the, the whole point of, of what Paul's trying to get a point, uh, the point he's trying to get across. You know, whether you're uh, causing someone else to stumble, you can cause yourself to stumble. You know, and uh, so, uh, you know, overriding uh, either your conscience or the other person's conscience, you know, there's, there's consequences down the road. There's things that can uh, grow out of that that you never imagined before. And uh, so, you know, stay in, you know, the, 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 there's a worldly uh, expression, stay true to yourself. I say stay true to Christ. Amen. Stay true to the word of God, you know, because I don't want to stay true to me because I, I get all kinds of crazy things that run through my head, you know. And a lot of times, you know, just because it runs through your head, you think it's, you think it's, you think it's right, you know, because it came out of your head. You know, no, it's not always that way. So, <laughs> I mean, you're talking to a man that thought it was a good idea to microwave a banana. You know, it, it was not, it was not good. <laughs> I, I had to throw that out. It just, it, it was mush, you know, <laughs> so... <laughs> So just, <laughs> amen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't. It didn't work out good at all. <laughs> amen. So, uh, this is a powerful lesson uh, uh, about life and living and, and how we treat other people and, and uh, how we, all, you know, treat our own soul, you know. Stay, in tr stay true to the, to the Word of God. Stay true to the Holy Spirit, you know. And, uh, and you won't go wrong, you know. You won't uh, end up as a castaway, as Paul talked about, you know. Invest all, invest all this in walking for, for God and end up a castaway. That's, that's a sad, sad, end, sad ending of the story. Amen. But staying true to the Word of God and, and the Holy Spirit, you're going to be all right. Amen. Anybody got any closing comments? I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Willie. Uh, Amen. Amen. God's even gooder. <laughs>